0: Welcome to the Dr. Dads Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle, medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins, and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Dads Podcast. I'm here with same guy every week, Doctor David Wardy. How are you? I'm great, brother. Happy New Year, man. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year. It was. It was definitely. We're we're due for a new year, and the time is right. We're here in this new version of uh, 2021. How are you feeling?
0: I'm excited, man. I think I'm done with 2020, like most of who's listening right now. Uh, I think people are ready just to clean the slate and see what the new year looks like. So yeah, I'm pumped, man. I'm looking
1: forward to this year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can't help but think like you know, every year, my wife uh, Sonia and I, we always think of a year, uh, a word for the year, as something that sort of encapsulates, encapsulates an energy or a creative force that we want to apply to the year ahead. And um, so, I might ask you later in the podcast if you if you've sort of tuned into that, or maybe we'll talk about it another another time. But mine mine this year for me is inquiry, and uh, it's been other things in the past, but I, I'm I'm really it's more like self-reflection, self-inquiry. You know, what's what's triggering me? What's what's challenging me? And and asking who's asking the question? And I think it's it's going to be an, an interesting year with that kind of energy, uh, as opposed to um, you know stuff in the past. Like I've I've used the word discipline in the past and consistency and that kind of thing, um, but I want to find out what's what's driving the bus, what's behind. Uh, so that's my that's my word of the year. The power of looking within there you go
0: yeah
1: there you go and speaking of looking within we've got a special guest on the podcast today because we're gonna be looking within the cell which is one of our favorite topics we're gonna to be talking to uh, an, an int- extremely intelligent man has uh, put a you know a couple decades of of uh, research into compounding and you know we were just chatting before we got on the call that uh, you know he's pulled in uh, these philosophies from different you know schools of thought from TCM to Ayurveda to African herbs and things like that and has found ways to coordinate and synergize a lot of these different nutraceuticals and herbs and things like that that can be used together in in very specific formulations and uh, his name is Robert Lamerton and he's been um, uh, an advocate for natural medicine for, for a long time. He's a consultant for doctors and giving advice and feedback on on different uh, therapeutic approaches to support uh, a treatment program. So we're, we're super excited to talk to Robert today, and we're going to be diving into NAD, and I'll get him to explain uh, that uh, in much more detail. So Robert, thanks so much for being here.
2: Hey, Nick, it's a pleasure, and uh, thanks very much for the invite. I look forward to being able to share some exciting information, I think, with the uh, audience and some information that i believe they might find a benefit in terms of optimizing their own health definitely
1: well so i mean we're we're in a world right now where people are starting to really care about longevity and anti-aging and um you know how to live more gracefully with more vitality and um, it seems like every book you look into whether it be lifespan to you know the bulletproof diet or you know you you see you start seeing this word nad pop up everywhere so I'm curious what got you looking uh, under the microscope at this particular molecule?
2: Well, NAD, which is an acronym for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide is a compound that has certainly started to garner some attention. And um, I'm a biohacker. So uh, some people may not be familiar with that term. It's uh, basically somebody that likes to hack into their own biology and to uh, work on optimizing it Um, that can be done different ways obviously in terms of lifestyle but you know you can be looking at labs in terms of results and I'm always um, looking to optimize my own health but also to be able to uh, help clients that I work with and to look at potentially uh, providing some of these compounds in formulations that could help the general population and uh, NAD has uh, certainly uh, started to generate a lot of uh, published research in the literature and I'm always looking for things that can have an impact on the aging process. So we all know about the concept of uh, lifespan, how long we live, but uh, much more important, I think more and more people in the general population are coming to understand this term, it's more about healthspan. Healthspan is basically amount of time in our lifetime that we remain healthy up until sort of those end stages. And obviously uh, what we're facing these days, as you know, is we have lots of uh, um, uh, older uh, individuals that have ended up in uh, care facilities that have uh, considerable issues with regards to their mental acuity. They are dealing with um, dementia and Alzheimer's and they may have difficulty with mobility too. And it's just a, a very sad and um, unfortunate uh, condition that uh, people may end up dealing with. I mean, I'm dealing with that in my own family, obviously, and I think most people uh, probably could uh, relate to to that sort of thing. So NAD is one of these compounds that has been shown in uh, published research in uh, certain uh, animal models to have a significant impact with regards to this whole health span consideration and potentially lifespan too. So it was certainly uh, of interest to me to pursue that in an investigator.
0: Now, I've had some experience with NAD, but there's like this laundry list of things that it's being utilized for. And there's a lot of research looking into things from all the way from longevity and cellular health and mitochondria to obesity, fatty liver disease, um, and and a number of things like that. Can you talk a little bit about how this is being utilized in medicine as we speak right now? Sure, well, there's um, different delivery systems that are being used, Um, typically
2: um, either uh, oral or uh, intravenous um, application. Uh, In oral form, typically it comes in uh, a capsule form, although the the powder is quite palatable itself. Um, And then intravenously, obviously in clinics and, It's being used, as you suggest, for a wide spectrum of different conditions, because it really um, has an impact on some foundational uh, processes in the body that can have an effect on many different um, mechanisms in the body. So it is a compound that uh, will have an impact on everything from exercise, to some of the conditions that you mentioned, Uh, mitochondrial health, which are the furnaces in our cells that create energy um, is being used. I know uh, Nick, you're quite involved in uh, helping uh, people to overcome uh, addictive conditions. Um, It's being used for, um, oh, inflammation and just a, a whole spectrum of different conditions.
0: So can you take us back to how this one uh, particular thing can be used for so many things in our bodies? Sure. Because you don't see that um, that often, right? I mean, there's this thing, uh, it covers a lot of ground. Yeah, so it's a compound that's present in every
2: cell in the body, and it has uh, a significant impact on uh, many different uh, metabolic processes, and a lot of uh, proteins in the cell depend on it to be able to uh, work effectively. And um, one of the uh, key considerations with regards to uh, what it does is it will actually have an impact on some specific genes. And these specific genes are called the sirtuin longevity genes. And uh, these particular genes as the name suggests are really important for aging in a healthy way and they will impact on longevity. So like a lot of, compounds in the body as we age the production and availability of NAD just like hormones and other compounds uh, tends to uh, diminish but with uh, NAD production and availability in the body it's more significant there's a very specific um, process that happens in the body I won't get into it right now because it's somewhat complicated but uh To put it into perspective, um, at the age of 50, the average person, their NAD levels are down 40%. And at the age of 80, they're down 90 to 98%. So it's basically gone. And where that creates a problem is these sirtuin longevity genes are really important for healthy aging. So as an example, um, I won't go into the detail on the sirtuin genes, um, but um, One of them is quite involved in the cardiovascular system, the vascular system. And what happens is if um, there's not adequate NAD in the body, then it actually accelerates the vascular aging process. So this is obviously going to impact on the cardiovascular system. But if you think about it, the vascular system, the cardiovascular system actually delivers nutrients and oxygen to virtually every cell in the body So this is actually going to have an impact on virtually every cell in the body with regards to if there is a deficiency it can have a negative effect on virtually every cell in the body
0: super highway man we always talk about the (laughs) circulatory system yeah i mean it's it's a big deal and nobody ever really highlights it that way i love the way you say it but absolutely true right I mean, you have that one breakdown of that system and you're going to have this onslaught throughout all the systems and we're going to have this massive amount of dysfunction all the way down to the cell. Exactly. Um, Nick, I'll let you jump in. man. I asked a few questions. Uh, we're talking roughly about just, you know, he took us back to how it's used and then it, it covers a lot of ground as far as things that people are utilizing it for right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's incredible to think that, you know, is there, you know, is there like a fountain of youth or if there's like the thing that that can have such a profound impact and, you know, obviously there's nutrition, there's lifestyle, there's decreasing toxicity, stress, and, um, I think a, a question that a lot of people have with regards to the aging process, and I love how you spoke to it in relationship to health span versus lifespan. I, I, I think that's a really important qualifier that, that right. people could, you know, anchor into. Um, tell, tell us, because a lot of people are uh, aware that you know, antioxidants are probably a good idea. Is NAD an antioxidant, and is it something that that can be used as a uh, in conjunction, or does it need antioxidants in order to run? Like, can you speak about that relationship?
2: Sure. So, um, it doesn't need um, antioxidants to be able to um, provide its um, benefits, but it does have antioxidant properties, and it also has anti-inflammatory properties. But I would suggest that probably one of the um, Benefits that many people notice is an increase in energy because it has a direct impact on the function of the mitochondria. Uh, so, as an example, um, we have a product out on the market, uh, Pricera, and uh, we um, market this primarily to healthcare practitioners, primarily naturopathic doctors, but also some medical doctors, chiropractors, Chinese medicine doctors, etc. And uh, myself and my partner, we're very well connected in the community, so we have lots of friends in the community, and so when we uh, first got the whole access to the product and got it out in the market, we gave it to a bunch of our buddies first, and uh, you know, um, a lot of these doctors know a lot about health, and provided they practice what they preach, you'd expect that uh, most of them are in uh, good to excellent health, and these would be primarily middle-aged to low uh, age senior, practitioners we got it out to them and then within uh without exaggerating within 24 to 72 hours of getting back to us and and saying i can't believe this surge in energy that i got from taking the product um i typically um as an example one uh uh, naturopathic doctor here in british columbia who in the past has been quite a high profile athlete he went to the commonwealth games and rowing and uh, he he suggested that um if haven't been out on my bike for several months, I just get feel so tired and fatigued after a, a long day at the clinic. Um, I got on my bike, went out for a ride and exercised intensively. And I came back, recovered quickly. And I felt like going out and exercising again. Plus also uh, my focus and mood have improved dramatically. So we're seeing this from a lot of practitioners. Now I can't suggest that everybody that takes a product will um, realize those benefits, but we were quite shocked at the rapidity with which getting this feedback
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's excellent so what, what do you think are some of those factors that maybe deplete ned a little bit quicker and maybe what are some of the factors that people might notice uh like is it the fact that these people are maybe more depleted than some others and so when you add it in it's kind of like the body's you know very happy it's there and it starts to utilize it or uh, so sort of two questions there you know what do you think is depleting it more quickly in some individuals and why do you think some people respond a little bit quicker or more have more noticeable effects
2: well, when we start thinking about um, deficiencies, um, certainly general health principles would be applicable with regards to uh, what might be problematic. So most people would be familiar with some of the key health principles in terms of obviously stress, exposure to toxins, I mean, toxins can take the forms of chemicals, heavy metals, but also uh, things like uh, EMF radiation and uh, exposure to blue light at night, which throws off our wake sleeping cycle referred to as a circadian rhythm. Um, Certainly um, lifestyle is important. So uh, exercise is one activity that can significantly uh, positively impact on uh, NAD levels. So if people are inactive, they're not uh, helping their body to produce NAD. Um, certainly the uh, the type of diet that people eat. So I think most people have some familiarity with uh, what would be a um, healthy diet. So people are eating a lot of uh, food compounds that uh, do not have a positive impact on health uh, that can create uh, inflammation and uh, have... Um, toxic compounds in them, that can certainly deplete um, uh, NAD levels. Um, certainly uh, lack of sleep is another consideration. Uh, alcohol consumption, um, having um, elevated uh, inflammation in the body, um, most people uh, associate uh, inflammation with when you would uh, have an acute reaction to hitting your thumb with a hammer What I'm more referring to is systemic inflammation, which uh, tends to increase as we age. So it's just a a generalized inflammation throughout the body. So um, quality of water would be another consideration. So all the the different aspects to leading a healthy lifestyle would certainly contribute to being able to optimize NAD levels and to be able to um, maintain those levels at a optimal level as much as possible as we age, but you know, the the numbers don't lie. I mean, um, if you're not uh, supplementing with some sort of a, an NAD precursor, then as um, the statistics, the published research suggests, your uh, levels are gonna deplete dramatically to the point by the time that you're the age of 80 years of age, it's almost pretty much gone, which can have a significant negative impact on our health.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, these are the the things you listed off for some of these uh, concepts or topics of uh, affecting performance that David and I talk about so often, and so it's nice to get that highlight again for people to to tune in to the fact that our environment has such a profound impact on how our cells adapt or or don't adapt very well uh, as a result, and so this is definitely one of those nutrients that becomes extremely you know or fast-tracked in its depletion uh, as time goes on and uh, I mean I'm glad you brought up alcohol too because you know NAD from the research I've looked at is directly involved in alcohol dehydrogenase one of the the enzymes needed to break down NAD which is why yeah which is why NAD has been used in in recovery uh, from addiction to alcohol for for such a long time and and there's lots of different clinics uh, around North America that definitely use that including including ours. Um, I would like to, I'd, Now there's a lot of products that are, that are on or are online or, or, they're available. Um, what can you, can you explain like some products use NADH, some products, uh, you know, talk about, uh, if you could talk about maybe that versus using precursors as you sort of alluded to just now, uh, can you kind of talk about some of the different forms, uh, and precursors that one might find, uh, for NAD?
2: Sure. So, um, <clears throat> For the most part, um, there are three primary compounds out on the market currently. Um, the most popular here in North America is something called nicotinamide riboside. And then um, there's another compound called NMN, nicotinamide mononucleotide. Nicotinamide mononucleotide is very popular over in Asia but not here and the reverse nicotinamide riboside is very popular here, but not over in Asia. Um, Those are um, precursor compounds. So they get um, converted into um, NAD uh, in the body. Uh, The compound that uh, we launched the market, uh, Pricera, is likewise a um, NAD precursor. Um, our compound includes uh, niacinamide, which is the uh, B form of the vitamin, which we actually do are able to, uh, to create some uh, NAD in our bodies from, but it's a slow process and there's limiting steps to that. It also includes um, some deribose. Uh, deribose is a well known compound that has uh, specific benefits to things like exercise and people that have uh, compromised uh, cardiovascular systems. And uh, then the, uh, the third compound that we use in our uh, product is a, uh, um, an oil product, the palm oil product, which is a carrier product. So um, the, the issue with regards to uh, NAD is you'll sometimes see uh, companies advertising um, NAD that you can purchase to consume. The problem with that is that that gets processed in the gut through the digestive process. So it's not actually available, it's not bioavailable. So in essence, you're wasting your money when you buy something like that. Um, there are certainly um, pluses and minuses to the the other compounds. Um, but the, um, the research is quite definitive in that these precursor compounds um, work quite well with regards to increasing NAD levels in the tissues. So, um, that seemed to be uh, the best approach currently available in the market, for Mm -hmm. sure. And as you know, Nick, because you utilize the modality, um, it can also be uh, administered intravenously, um, which is a completely different um, administration. We can talk about that if you want. Uh, But you know, um, the uh, the supplements, varieties of NAD precursors are readily available. And um, yeah, they're providing a lot of health benefits for a lot of people.
1: Go
0: ahead, David. Well, no, he was talking about the IV and I've had my experience with that. And I, I was just going to speak because we were talking about energy before. So I was in Vancouver uh, last year and Nick hooked me up to an NAD IV uh, before we went out to men's camp. And that was quite an experience just going through the IV process with that particular. <laughs> but um, it was it was what came after. So Nick's like, man, you're going to have all this energy. You're just going to feel really good afterwards. And, man, I felt like I was floating for about a week after he gave me that IV. Like, there was a, a significant change in my energy levels and in my awareness and just crispness of how I felt. So, for sure, I mean, uh, my question to you is, is I mean – I know intravenously is probably one of the better ways you can get it, but what's, I mean, if somebody wanted to just take this daily, what's the best delivery system for them to do that? Is there a better delivery system if we couldn't get an IV regularly? Well, my suggestion would be that um, oral consumption
2: of NAD precursors will provide the same benefits and the same outcomes that you would get with uh, an IV administration. Okay. you know, there's there's challenges obviously with um, IV administration, as uh, both of you would know. Um, you know, it's uh, I think one of the key considerations is the, the infusion takes a long time. It typically takes several hours, and um, it can uh, really run up a lot of costs. Whereas the supplements are relatively inexpensive, and just about anybody can afford them. So I would suggest that uh, taking the uh, NAD precursors is the um, most effective um, way for the average person to be able to um, utilize the um, NAD considerations in terms of optimizing their health.
1: Yeah I mean it's it's so so for those of you who have never had an NAD IV it's it's extremely uncomfortable it feels like you're gonna maybe throw up feels like you've got almost like a anxiety attack there's a lot of pressure in your chest uh, i know every time i give myself an NAD iv <laughs> I'm, I'm sneezing and uh, feeling like i have to run to the bathroom uh, it's it's a, this mixture of a ton of different things and um and yeah that's the case i mean it's it's cost prohibitive for a lot of people doing the iv it's it's uncomfortable um but there's something kind of magical about any D I V as well, in that uh, you you kind of feel like you went through something challenging, and there's almost like this adaptive response that the body gets into. Like it's almost like a hormetic stress that provides this shift uh, in in the body. And so yeah, when we're you when we're running a program too, we would be doing oral uh, administration. We'd be doing suppository. Um, I haven't yet utilized a patch, but I've seen some some applications of, of an NAD patch, and then obviously with the, the intravenous. Um, but I, I totally agree. I think you know, I think it's important in this day and age to to really consider that that concept of health span, and if we can have more you know juice in the tank uh, to prevent you know issues from showing up as we age, uh, I think that's that's a huge importance for so many people. So I think oral supplementation is a great idea. Can you, can you speak a little bit more to, so you talked about the niacinamide, one of the precursors that's in the, in the Pricera product um, talk, can you talk a little bit more about ribose? Cause you know, I think when people hear ribose, they might think like, I don't know, uh, deoxyribonucleic acid, or they might think of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what people think of when they hear ribose, but can, can you speak to a little bit more about what the role of ribose is and how that plays a role uh, in the formation of NAD?
2: So, um, D ribose is a, a sugar compound, and um, it was originally developed uh, several decades ago um, <clears throat> for um, providing uh, potentially life um, saving benefits during cardiovascular uh, procedures. Um, they were getting a lot of um, individuals dying or having severe problems and uh, they were able to come up with uh, this compound that um, has a, a key role in um, some of the um, applications that I suggested specifically for exercise and also for cardiovascular health. And um, it's been on the market for many years now. It's uh, kind of a, um, has a sweet taste to it, uh, but Quite uh, mild. Um, that's why I just, on taking pristine myself, I just take it off the spoon. It tastes quite pleasant, actually. Um, but it's um, it's involved in a, a lot of um, uh, pathways in the body and um, provides a, a lot of different benefits. And uh, people have been using ribos for decades now. Um, and they 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 find it is especially beneficial for people that, that as I mentioned, have uh, cardiovascular health issues. It can be um, dramatic and life saving for some people, but also an exercise too because it has a positive impact on the cardiovascular system so, mm-hmm.
1: so it's it's sort of playing a role as uh being a supportive nutrient it 's not necessarily is it is it enhancing absorption like i'm i'm just a little curious for you know those listening. You know they're considering a precursor product to use. Right. Um, like, how does it play a role on on like delivery, or is it not really a delivery thing? It's more of a like a supportive nutrient that that synergizes really well with NAD.
2: It's a compound that. So there, and I don't want to get too complicated here, but there's different pathways with regards to how uh, NAD can be produced in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this uh, pathway which we access for the pricera formulation. Um, uh, D-ribose is one of the compounds necessary in that pathway. So providing exogenous or um, you know supplemental um, uh, D-ribose just helps to prime that whole uh, biochemical pathway process. Mm-hmm. If we were to uh, rely on the body to be able to supply that some people may be deficient, so it wouldn't work as well. So. Um, It's providing, um, uh, facilitating uh, the um, production of NAD, but obviously at the same time, um, D-ribose has its own health benefits. We're certainly not providing the dosage that you would if you're taking D-ribose by itself, but it's an integral part in that pathway. And that's a very different process from some of the other
0: compounds out on the market.
1: Yeah, definitely is. Go ahead, David. I'm curious,
0: uh, were palm oils playing a role here? Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's just
2: used as a carrier compound in terms of, they found that uh, by including uh, palm oil um, that they were actually able to um, achieve higher tissue and cellular levels as opposed to not using a carrier compound like that.
1: And another question I have is, where, where are they measuring uh, these levels? Are, are they extracting intracellular levels, or is it blood levels, uh, urine? Like, how are they capturing the the changes?
2: Primarily at the tissue level, actually. So they'll actually do biopsies in terms of some of the um, different areas of the body. Uh, you know, some of the muscle tissue, etc., and evaluating it from that perspective.
1: Okay, cool. So let's let's take uh, an example of a. I don't know, a uh, 50-year-old man who moderate amount of exercise and activity, what would be an ideal dose of, let's say, of the Pricera product for, for someone like that for, from a health prevention and optimization point of view?
2: Yeah, so um, <clears throat> the product that we have out in the market comes 60 capsules per bottle. And mm-hmm. the usual or recommended dosage is two capsules in the morning that mm-hmm. uh, we recommend taking it in the morning because it does produce energy. So if you take it too late at night, it can uh, create stimulation, which actually may make it difficult to sleep. And I actually got caught up with that about three or four nights ago. I forgot to take my Prysera early in the morning. So I took it about three or four o'clock in the afternoon and sure how I had trouble sleeping that night. So mm-hmm. um, now what we um what we uh, actually suggest to some of the practitioners that we work with is that if they've got a, a really challenging uh, case in terms of a patient that's doing a lot of stuff that they they may consider uh, doubling up on the dosage temporarily over the first two to four weeks or so just to get some more um, of a loading dose. But typically two capsules per day is adequate for just about everybody. I mean, obviously um, people's response to uh, different types of nutritional supplements varies. So, I've certainly um, heard of some individuals that um, find that uh, just using one capsule seems to be enough for them. If they take two capsules, it seems to be too much in terms of they get too much energy. But for the average person, two capsules
1: per day in the morning seems to work quite well. Okay, that's great. Um, go ahead, David.
0: Doc, can you talk a little bit about how Procera is different than some of these other products on the market and how it affects ATP and uh, glutathione levels? Yeah, so um,
2: without going into uh, detail, there's different pathways, as I mentioned, and um, this this combination of uh, ingredients uh, actually utilizes a direct pathway whereas some of the other compounds available on the market, some of the other formulations take an indirect pathway. And um, it is um, more of an issue because what happens is it requires ATP. Now um, our formulation with the uh, d helps to generate ATP. Um, so when you're um, requiring ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is a compound that's necessary for energy production should probably include that because everybody wouldn't know what ATP is. Um, So, well, with this pathway, it requires the um, availability of ATP. And often, um, especially in uh, people that are dealing with a lot of health issues, they don't have a lot of excess ATP. And from that perspective, it may not work um, as well. Also too, what some of the published research suggests is that some of the compounds on the market may compromise, um, the, um, the, uh, uh function of, um, glutathione, glutathione being the master antioxidants in the body, very important for detox. And also it may have a negative impact on, uh, cortisol levels too. So, uh, those are some key considerations um, in terms of some of the differentiating. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's helpful. Um, is there, is there any research that you, that you've looked at, you know, using uh, NAD for different, you know, populations? I mean, you mentioned cardiovascular health and whatnot, but is there any studies that you've looked at that you've been quite impressed with in, in the role of uh, NAD?
2: Yeah, certainly. Um, <clears throat> Neurodegenerative conditions comes up a lot in the literature. So um, pretty much across the spectrum, Um, but one key area that seems to be um, um, benefited dramatically with NAD supplementation or NAD uh, precursors is uh, Parkinson's. Um, Now, uh, taking NAD precursors will actually um, help Uh, to increase dopamine production, but not enough to counteract the deterioration that happens in Parkinson's. But uh, as both of you know all too well, one of the key challenges with people that are dealing with Parkinson's is a lack of energy. They just have no energy. And a good example I can give, and you actually know this individual, I won't name them, Nick, but a client of mine here locally um, had some uh, mild uh, tremors and she runs her uh, own business. And uh, she would uh, find that she could work uh, for about four or five hours during the day. And then she just gets so fatigued that she couldn't carry on. And uh, we got her uh, on the Pricera and all of a sudden she could work uh, eight or nine hours per day without any challenges whatsoever in, uh, in peak energy and performance. And when people find or realize the benefits that they get from optimizing their NAD levels, they really um, enjoy that enhanced um, productivity, energy level, performance or whatever. And it's, it's quite humorous sometimes because uh, I have clients around the city here in Vancouver where I live and um, if they run out of their price there they'll literally chase me around Vancouver uh if I'm out driving around or whatever and I meet up with them and they're in the we're in the parking lot I feel like I'm doing a dial-a-dope operation because I give them their Pricera, and they got to pop <laughs> two capsules right away <laughs> it's humor so anyway this particular individual um uh what we did was uh we got in an initial amount of the material to uh, just do some testing on and get a few people on it and then it was uh and then we got in our main bulk supply and there was a two week uh, period where we didn't have any. And she ran out and and she uh, got quite upset because her comments were, I can't go a day without pricerat. It makes that much of a difference in my lifestyle. So it was quite dramatic. So certainly the neurodegenerative conditions that's being researched extensively now for things like um, Alzheimer's and dementia and Huntington's and uh, also for type two diabetes, it says, it seems to have some significant benefit. Uh, heart failure, hearing loss, also. Um, as uh, you're familiar, Nick. Uh, although there's been a lot of um, information published on it, um, certainly the uh, the clinic experience has been that it seems to be quite effective with um, uh, helping with uh, cravings in terms of uh,
1: yeah, big time,
2: specifically really. within the brain, uh, cutting out those cravings. Uh, responses, which are, as you know, are so difficult with the whole addictive process. Um, also, um, exercise is a, a sort of something that comes up uh, frequently. Um, when they did uh, some um, some studies in mice, um, what they did was they um, this is an interesting study. They um, they supplied the, uh some NAD precursors to mice that would have been the equivalent in age of 70 year old humans. And what happened was that uh, they had a dramatic um, improvement with regards to exercise capacity. In fact, it was between 56 and 80% greater exercise capacity compared to the control group. Now, I wouldn't suggest that you're gonna realize the same improvements in uh, humans uh, there have been some studies in elderly men as an example, which showed about an 8% uh, improvement in uh, muscle force and a 15% improvement in fatigue associated with exercise. And certainly one of the things that people comment a lot about are um, with regards to exercise, it's the recovery time. Because as you age, that becomes the biggest challenge is it just takes longer to recover. So that's um, some, but there's many more um, cholesterol levels Um, Chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia is another one that uh, people certainly seem to see some benefit from. IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. The diabetes spectrum, so diabetes, obesity, inflammation, that sort of thing. Systemic inflammation, um, Lyme's disease, people have found some benefit with that. Um, uh, People have problems with digestion called malabsorption malabsorption syndrome, Parkinson's. PTSD also, post-traumatic stress disorder, SIBO. Um, small intestinal bowel overgrowth, bacterial overgrowth. Pardon me. So, um, and there's there's lots more, but there's I went into uh, PubMed, which is the uh, main repository for uh, published uh, scientific medical research, and um, I typed in a search term um, something like um, health conditions that can benefit from NAD, uh, and it was amazing because it's almost like every uh, health challenge known to um, the researchers came up every is many of them mm-hmm. that I suggested, but lots more to it's It's quite, quite substantial. So, you know, I, um, personally take a lot of supplements. I'm a formulator. I have access to powders and potions and lotions and everything like that. And, um, but i have to say of all of the compounds that I've tried, um, Right now, um, Pricera, NAD, precursor supplementation is my very top supplement. I won't go a single day without it because it makes such a profound um, positive benefit in terms of my quality of life. Mm -hmm. I'm in excellent health, so it it, uh, just adds a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's helpful for people to understand just you know, there's a, there's unifying factor across all these illnesses and it's, it's this chronic uh, onslaught to the mitochondria, right? There's this, there's this, this sort of uh, thread that lines up a lot of these chronic illnesses and it, and it sort of dives into this mitochondrial dysfunction expression. And I mean, that's essentially the, one of the main roles of, of NAD is to help support um, their expression, their, their, their activity, their proactivity, I mean, one of the examples that David and I often refer to is is the pro- process of uh, fasting, and there's some some great information to show that fasting alone, you know, that stressor of caloric restriction, uh, actually helps to increase your your NAD levels, and and who knows, maybe it's part of what what you feel that that euphoria, that lift in energy as enough time goes by and your ketones start to rise and there's this coinciding rise in, in uh, NAD. And it's actually, um, some of my patients know this, and so they'll, um, they'll prep for their water fast by doing a couple I, uh, NAD IVs and loading up on the NAD beforehand because it makes the, the water fast that much easier. So it's interesting to think of some natural prov- provocateurs or prov- provokers of, uh, of NAD. What are some other ones that you that you may know of, whether it be, say, food-based, or um, I think you, you might have mentioned that exercise can be an, uh, another promoter of NAD, but anything else that you want to add to that list?
2: Well, certainly the exercise aspect is important because um, exercise can significantly increase NAD levels. Um, in terms of um, compounds, um, one comp, so, Uh, There are some compounds, we talked about these uh, sirtuin genes. There are actually um, some compounds that will work synergistically with um, NAD precursors to have a positive impact on these sirtuin genes. And the ones that are uh, most widely known would be resveratrol, which a lot of people probably have knowledge about. and then there's uh, also another one, which is not as well known called terostilbine, which is related to resveratrol. Um, and comes from blueberries primarily. So if people are eating lots of blueberries, they're getting uh, some of those uh, benefits from that. Um, so that would be uh, a couple that I would suggest. Yeah,
1: awesome. David, go ahead.
0: I'm uh, gonna backtrack for a second. I mean, you, you were reading out this laundry list of benefits, right? And we're talking about the right. energy production. But, you know, my wife, she suffered with autoimmune for over a decade, and I can't help but think that if I had this at the front end of when she got sick, this would have been a home run for almost anybody who's suffering from any kind of autoimmune. Have you seen any research that's showing, I mean, you you said fibromyalgia and a couple of other things, but have you seen anything that's showing some really uh, positive direct correlations to helping people uh, from an immune standpoint?
2: Yeah, so... um... NAD will um, actually have a an impact, positive impact on a, a component of the immune system called CD38. And I won't get into detail about it, but it, it does have a positive impact on the immune system and uh, will help it to uh, function more optimally. And yeah, I mean, as you both know, as practitioners, I mean, autoimmune conditions have just exploded and, um, you know, there's no simple um, explanation as to why that's happened. Um, I think we all probably suspect that it has to do with uh, uh, changes in the environment and our exposure to environmental toxins, um, in addition to some of the lifestyle considerations that we mentioned earlier. But yeah, I, I think that um, obviously, if uh, people are dealing with autoimmune conditions, there can be a lot of stuff going on and certainly energy production can be compromised. Mitochondrial function can be compromised. And um, you know, it can often cause um, disruptions with regards to the uh, sleep-wake cycle, the circadian rhythm. Um, there may be pain involved. Um, so it may um, have an impact on sleep. Obviously, if there's a lack of sleep, then that's gonna uh, create a, uh, kind of an additional uh, element that's going to cause problems. So yes, I would suggest that uh, NAD precursors would be a, a great foundational compound that would be a benefit. So you know, when I'm talking to practitioners now, um, I mean, as practitioners, we all develop protocols that we have seen provide great clinical outcomes, whether it's uh, Um, blood sugar issues or cardiovascular conditions or whatever. But, you know, I'm of the opinion now, and I share this with the the practitioners that I talk to, I'm of the opinion that if you don't address NAD levels, then you're missing a major component because if you're not addressing that, uh, that issue is going to be one of the components that causes the problem. So if you're not addressing that, you may have gotten a lot of the uh, other uh, causes resolved but if you have not resolved the NED level optimization, then that's still going to be there, and can still continue to create problems.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really helpful way to look at it. And yeah, tell, tell you what, I mean, when I've been consistent with, you know, I, I've been taking the Pricera regularly. It's here on my front desk or my my desk when I'm when I'm at work, so I pop it every day. Um, but the, the the consistency that I've noticed in in optimizing the sleep, energy, mental focus. Uh, disappearance of cravings. Uh, I mean, I'm, when I'm on top of my NED supplementation and/or IVs, it's things just run smoother in general. So you know, and, and that would make sense given if if you've got a, an increased capacity and in functioning for uh, receiving and generating energy, but also the the, the units, the mitochondria that, that are driving that cellular function um, and cellular energy, that, that most things are just going to be performing better so that, that definitely makes sense. Uh, is there any other sort of last little tips or or or, or things that you'd like to discuss in regards to NAD that maybe we haven't yet uh, chatted about?
2: Well, I mean, obviously, um, if we look at the health spectrum, um, lifestyle is the number one consideration, and certainly ex- exercise is probably the number one um, activity that we can engage in in terms of uh, aging healthily. Um, You know you mentioned uh, fasting which can provide tremendous benefits but you know just things basic things like sleep and diet and uh, stress and that sort of thing. Um, But you know I would suggest that um, you can't age optimally without some supplementation. It's just very difficult uh, these days to get all the required nutrients that we need from the uh, food that's available even if it's organic grass fed, that sort of thing. And certainly the um, published research is quite definitive suggesting that um, NAD levels drop dramatically as we age and supplementing with an NAD precursor can optimize those uh, levels and by optimizing those levels it can have a profound beneficial effect on pretty much the whole spectrum of your quality of life so i think that's the most important takeaway for people to remember
1: Mm -hmm. that's great david go ahead i'm ready to take some of this stuff man i'm gonna (laughs) Uh, well, well. on that note, I guess, yeah, uh, where do people access Pricera? I mean, we sell it out of our clinic. Is it mostly to practitioners? Or can yes, get at it?
2: the current time, we're, we're primarily selling it through practitioners. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And can you, and so the Pricera, I mean, I've had, I've tried the powder because uh, the mutual friend that we have, uh, she actually gave me some of the powder. And to be honest, like, I think I probably took a big dose that day, but I was... I was buzzing after <laughs> um so I I love the powder. I think I probably like I said just used a bigger dose, but uh is do you do you sell both or is it mostly in the pill?
2: Mostly in the pill. In the capsules for sure. Yeah. But for, for you, Nick, we can make some marine.
0: Yes. <laughs> you too, awesome. David if you want. Yeah, you
1: may have to send me a care package down to Texas. Okay. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, so you basically have to reach out to your, your local practitioners to see if you can access yeah. uh, the um, product. If yeah. If
2: people uh, want us to help them, um, our website is Integrity Nutrition. They can reach out uh, to ourselves and we'll link them up with a uh, practitioner and uh, help them to ensure that they can get access to this uh, wonderful product for sure.
0: And I would tell our listeners, if your doc isn't carrying it, give him information about it so that he can look into it because... You know, I, I came across NAD quite a bit last year with Nick and learned a little bit more about it. But the more I learn about it, the more I'm starting to understand it isn't essential that we all probably need to be taking almost every day at the top of that supplement list like you talk, Rob. So, man, this was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, and to just sort of reiterate some of the literature that 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 I've looked at or read in the in the books and this is one of the if not the core nutrient for longevity. I mean, it's it's the one that's most heavily sought after. And uh, you know, on that idea again to anchor into that word health span. I mean, if if we want to be proactive, preventative, the world that we live in obviously is is flustered with, you know, fear and and if we can anchor back into prevention and and you know mitigating a lot of that chronic stress that so many of us face, um, we can do that by optimizing one of these core you know nutrients in the body, and and that's definitely NADs up there for sure.
2: I will also mention to Nick that um, there has recently been some published research that uh, NAD optimization can have a positive benefit on uh, some of the current health issues that we're dealing with. I won't name it by name. <laughs> For obvious reasons but uh anyway yeah yeah, there's some interesting research
1: that's come out yeah that's amazing well robert thank you so much for uh sharing your time with us today and you know educating everyone who's tuning in on nad um, i've been looking forward to doing a podcast on this for for some time so it's great to be able to speak to an expert so thanks so much for being on thank,
0: thank you rob appreciate you. you man yeah
2: appreciate the opportunity thanks very much